It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's UBNRadio.com. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. All right, all right, all right, all right. Howdy, 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 everyone. And welcome to another edition of One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and we are live in Hollywood, California at the historical Sunset Gopher Studios right here in Hollywood. Shout out to my producer extraordinaire, Mr. John Williams. Hey, hey Jasper. How are you? Good to hear from you. Doing pretty good. Well, listen, I, I'm voice. I, I'm a little disappointed in myself that I didn't make it to the studio. You know, um, today is four weeks to the day that I had back surgery, mm-hmm. and I was all prepared and, and, and determined that to, today would be the day that I could make it back to the show. But um, apparently not he, I, I'm, I'm doing great. I, I'm, I'm doing above schedule, but I'm having some uh, medication issues or whatever, wasn't able to drive. Right. <laughs> and, and don't have a driver. <laughs> what, what, We're going to have to get what, Uber what? or Lyft as a sponsor. I know, I know. call Uber and say, yeah. um, I, had, I had back surgery there and I'm on, I'm on heavy medications. Could you come uh, pick me up, please? Yeah. Anyway, but thanks to technology, <laughs> we'll just pretend I'm there. How okay. about that? All right. Um, everyone, listen, please, if you don't mind, we'd love for you to go on Facebook and uh, follow us at One on One with Jasper Cole. And on Twitter, we're at One on One J. Cole. And there's JasperCole.com website. There's just a lot of Jasper Cole, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> t- a little too much. But anyway, or you can go to our website, UBNRadioTV.com. And when you go there, check out our – God, I think we're up to like – 28 sponsors now, mm-hmm. JW, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah we're so lucky. Yeah. And uh, today we want to feature three of our sponsors, mm-hmm. canvasworld.com, fandango.com, and russellstovercandies.com. Uh, those are our three featured sponsors today. But like I said, if you go to ubnradio.com, uh, check out all of our sponsors and click on something that you like and 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 click on a lot of things and buy them and we all we'll all keep our job. How about that? <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> well, listen, everyone. I am I am gonna fan out a little bit here. Um, I, we are so excited to have such an amazing guest today. I mean, this uh, first of all, we really need about three hours to go through this uh, woman's uh, career and her life. She's an, a, an acclaimed Emmy-nominated, seven-time NAACP award-winning actress. She's a producer. She has directed. She's a philanthropist. She's a, she's a mother. She's, what she is is Victoria Rao. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. 
Jasper. Oh my God. Awesome. <laughs> it's a favorite you... name of mine. You know, my son's name is Jasper. So, hey. Are you kidding? Not oh, I love all. that. Yeah. Well, listen, my dear, I thank you again for coming in. And I'm, I'm really bummed that we didn't meet in person. I do have to tell you, we kind of go back a little ways. Whenever I start to say this to guests, I'm sure they're like, oh, here we go. What is he going to say? <laughs> no, but I used to work at a gym, Easton's on Beverly Boulevard. Oh, yeah, I used to belong to that gym. Yes, and you know how you know people, but you know them at the gym, and you really don't know them outside the gym? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like where I knew you from. Wow. But I mean, I got to know you as an actress and stuff. And I figured that, um, as most people know, you, uh, of course, were on The Young and the Restless for 14, 14 years. Is that 14, right? Do I have eight years on diagnosis, murder, and lots of films in between. Yeah. And I, and I thought, you know, because CBS was down the street from the gym. Right. I thought, well, it would make sense that you would be at Easton's. But anyway, it's such a pleasure to have you here. And Thank I want to say to you, congratulations on... Wow, a career that has really pretty much covered it all. I mean, for someone that started as a dancer, which we'll let you talk about, but as a dancer, moving into being a model, of course, uh, acting, producing, directing, and you're still so young. And I really, what I really want to congratulate you most on, because I, I have listened to you and I've seen many. things that you've written about in terms of the foster, uh, being a member of the foster care community. Right. And I think what you have done for that organization and that community is, is outstanding. Thank so you. my, my hat's off to you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you may want to let people know, you know, you, you started out in the foster care system, right? So, um, I was in the foster care system for 18 years. I had a very strong advocate, my foster mother, Agatha Armstead. Um, I still am in touch with one of my social workers from my childhood. In fact, we were in touch with each other just days ago, Linda Webb in Maine. Um, I really stayed in touch with people that made a difference. Mm -hmm. Not everybody. Because right. everybody doesn't make a difference. Sure. But the people that made a difference, I always encourage not only foster youth, but kids who may find themselves disenfranchised, um, people who come from a different socioeconomic background. We have a huge immigration population, not only what's here, but will come due to the unrest uh, throughout Africa and in Syria and Afghanistan. I mean, the, they're coming, and they need um, our help, and the children need mentoring. A lot of them are orphaned. A thousand people died last year in the uh, last week. Excuse me, a thousand souls were lost at sea in the Mediterranean Sea last week, trying to seek a better way of life. And so, you know, I'm I consider myself extremely lucky to be born in the United States of America. I do not take it for granted, and that I also look at our penal system, which has um, a 75% population once in foster care. So I wow. I look at all of that, and I try to infuse my scripts. Um, the shows that I've worked on, I try to infuse it with foster care and adoption. I've been very successful with that, both at CBS uh, and uh, with Viacom. Um, and whenever I can influence someone in media, to consider um, stories uh, that surround mentoring, um, homelessness. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of people hurting, and our homeless population is only growing. I know. So, so 
it's a, it's it's sad. I mean, it's sad in a country that there's no dearth of food. There's no dearth of resources that we even have this problem to 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 be discussing. It's it's embarrassing to be honest. You well, know. thank God we have the Women's Center downtown L.A. Um, they're a remarkable organization, and also LAMP L A M P. Um, which deals in the medical and mental health uh, realms. But the Women's Center offers residential help, and um, I volunteer down there occasionally, and it really is a powerful, powerful organization. So, you know, there are organizations that are doing their part, but, boy, I tell you, um, there's no question about it. We need to do more. And is... um in terms of social media, where can people follow you and and on Twitter or Facebook well, I, or? I'm so glad you asked, Jasper. <laughs> um, I am on a couple of social media sites, but my favorite every day, pretty much, is Twitter, okay. and it's my name at Victoria Rowell R O W E L L. So that's at Victoria Rowell. Um, Facebook, I'm not so much, no problem with it, but I'm a Twitter gal. You're a Twitter gal. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um, is there a website also? Do you maintain a website? Do you know that very shortly I will be announcing my website on Twitter? Well, there so you go. It's coming up, refreshing, refreshing, a um, lot of exciting uh, projects to announce. And, um, you know, maybe we'll touch on that a little bit during the interview. That would be great. And so basically, yeah, everyone, just if you, if you want to follow, just follow Victoria on Twitter and any of these organizations and the, and the wonderful uh, people that you just mentioned, they can find out more information on Twitter with you as well. They can find out more information. Um, we just came off of May, which is National Foster Care Awareness Month. Um, there are a number of groups, but right here in California, um, you know, we have Foster Club. Um, there are over 9 million alum uh, foster adults now. Um, I am a national spokesperson for the Carrie Steele Pitts Home in Atlanta. It is the uh, it's a hundred about one hundred twenty five years old. It is the longest contiguously run home slash was orphanage in the country. It's a national treasure, and so that's the Carrie Steele Pitts Home. A phenomenal story attached to that home. It's still in business in Atlanta. And that's my hometown. Well, I'm from Athens, Georgia, but I lived nice. in Atlanta before I moved here. So I kind of consider Atlanta home as well. I love Atlanta. I was just filming a Christmas movie there, which will be on air on Up TV in December. It's titled Merry Christmas Baby. It's my fourth Christmas movie. Yes. With the wonderful Melinda Williams and other fabulous cast. And, um, are, yeah, are you? Aren't you also? Did you also produce on that one? I produced the, our our last one, right. um, so it was awesome to be invited to executive produce to participate as a producer. Um, I've been busy as a producer writer on a project that we'll be filming this month. Actually, um, it's a soap opera about a soap opera titled "The Rich and the Ruthless," <laughs> and we finally have liftoff. So, um, oh my God, congratulations! Really, thank you. It's uh, Empire meets The Office. Uh, I love it. <laughs> slash soap dish. So we're excited. Aren't you? Isn't it amazing though how Atlanta has really become like the, the Hollywood of the South? I mean, there's oh, so yeah. much amazing stuff being done there. Amazing, like nonstop big films, um, mid 
mid-budget films, uh, television TV shows, reality. Um, it's just a bastion of opportunity. So I say go get them. But we also have here the wonderful uh, film L.A., Yes. Um, which is an extraordinary conduit um, to opportunities um, and relationships. I will uh, be working with uh, Film LA, and um, I value my relationship with them. And in the midst of all of this career achievements, you've also raised two kids. So yeah. now how, the, how did that happen? <laughs> how the heck did that happen? Well... Um, we know how it happened. Well, yeah, we kind of got how, that part. Yeah. But, you yeah. know what? I, um, my, my son is 20. He's a junior oh. in college in New York City. My daughter is 26. My They're God. great kids. Um, I think the benchmark for success in parenting is that you can look at each other and say, I love you. You know? Mm. Grades mm. are great. Um, all of that stuff is important and good. But when your children... Uh, can say I love you mom and and certainly I love my kids that to me is far and beyond um, the most important thing um you know what it's not easy being a parent there's no formula it's all done differently there's no uh, playbook Um, I was a working mom and still am the entire time and there are going to be judgments for folks listening out there that if you're a working mom, if you're working or a dad, um, I was uh, pretty much a single parent household. Um, there are going to be criticisms. Um, people are going to have opinions that you should stay home and be a mom. Um, and you have to make a decision what's right for you. Right. Um, everyone's going to have an opinion. You can never satisfy um, all, of, all, all, of, all of that thought. But you have to do what's right for you and know that you're doing the best you can by your family. And um, you got to have well, faith. And, you know, what's amazing and, and so wonderful for you is you were fortunate enough to be on, like you said, not just one long running show, but two. But just having the security, let's just start with, say, the the young and the restless. Um, I mean, I've been acting for 30 years and I've always said my dream job today, honestly, I just want to be like the the homeless guy that – he reoccurs where he just kind of <laughs> hangs. You know what I mean? I have a line or two every two days. Right. But to me, me, the soap life has always been such the perfect schedule for uh, an actor and actors. Did that having a job on like YNR, did that also help in terms of being able to juggle the motherhood and the acting, having that uh, a schedule that you knew you were going to have every, every week? You know, I have to say that the soap schedule is a schedule that can offer you more latitude Mm -hmm. when you have family. My schedule, however, was never that cut and dry. It was, um, I went from the YNR set to the Viacom set. and Or I went from the YNR set to Washington State to work with Sam Jackson or to work with Jim Carrey or to Mm -hmm. work, you know, it was, or Eddie Murphy. It was... Um, I've always had a portfolio career, or I was lecturing. I've always lectured um, throughout my career. I have a lecture in Atlanta this weekend um, with the Mary Parker Foundation um, and education scholarships. So, um, but yes, uh, I I believe that the soap opera and many soap opera stars have families. So, right, um, I get that attraction. 
Well, you know, you just mentioned you're one of the few actors that were on a, a nighttime show and a daytime show at the same time. And I can't even, I mean, being an actor myself and at two separate mediums, I mean, good acting is good acting. It doesn't matter what true what genre you're in right. but just to have the stamina to <laughs> to do that when you look back like i said you're still a really young woman but when you look back at do you, do you think how the hell did i do this you know you know well looking <laughs> back um and again it was an incredible um opportunity to work with dick van dyke mm. Mm. Um, and and Michael Tucci and others and the directors and the guest stars that came that flocked because yes. it was Dick Van Dyke right so you're with Steve Allen one week you're with Tim Conway the next I mean these were his cronies right these were his friends Angie Dickinson I mean legends oh my god um, so looking back uh, you know it it, it was a, a lot of uh, work. And um, I don't think anyone's broken my record. I think I believe I've I've made um, television history where no one contiguously was on daytime and primetime for six years straight. Uh. Um, it takes a lot of, as you said, so eloquently stamina, but mm. more than physical stamina. And I, I still took my ballet classes and stuff because you <laughs> have to keep yourself, you know, in um, not only shape, but also it is mental gymnastics. Right. Um, I had good support team, um, and um, you know, I have my own practice outside of entertainment, and I have right. different friends outside of entertainment, and you have to um, because uh, the industry can define you, and you you don't want that. You want to be your own person and um, care about the things that you care about. But it was it was a lot of of work, um, but I love working. Exactly. Uh, uh, it's know, a I, passion. I, it's a passion. I'm I'm from Maine. We were farmers. Mm -hmm. We have powerful work ethics. That's right. And, uh, you know, if you don't work a farm, you don't have crop. So That's right. That's right. That's it. And, you know, I, it's interesting. I... Um, it's so great too because I've always said you 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 learned early on to d diversify yourself in terms of not just acting you know go eventually going into producing you remind me a lot of Debbie Allen mm. and I say that mm -hmm. as a great compliment She's because a great lady. Um, I don't know you probably know Debbie but I know Debbie um, and Felicia yes her sister yeah, yeah you know I mean Debbie's comes from the dance background as well and is a wonderful actress and now you know does scandal and Grey's Anatomy. In fact, she might be right upstairs because she's usually right there at the, uh, <laughs> right at the studio there doing a directing job or whatever. Right. But, um, and also, you know, mother, wife, raising kids or whatever. Yeah. But this whole, this whole issue of racial diversity, you know, that we, that was such the big topic, of course, this past year with the Oscars and everything. And the Academy, uh, yes. In the cat, yeah. Um, even that, even just being, and and I, I'm assume I I know you're African American. I correct, right? Yes, you're, I identify yeah. as black. My mother's white, and uh, um, love her and sure. uh, and my background. I, I'm not, you know, I am who I am. Yeah, of uh, course. But I, and I identify as African American. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I was just going back to the point I was making. Is just what what was your take on, or what is your take, if you want to talk about. Um, the lack of in today, the lack of roles for, 
you know, diversity and the whole issue that came up during the uh, Academy Awards this year. You know, because I'm going to play, you know, on the devil, devil, devil advocate side, there could be someone that says, oh, well, I mean, you know, Victoria, wow, she was working two shows and she was, you know, but, but whenever that comes up, I go, right. So you're going to po- point out one. Right. Africa. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, well, that's, you're going to point out the one African American woman that was working on two shows. Which is and- to say there's only one. But you know what? Um, I appreciate you raising the question. It's always been a concern of mine dating back to classical arts with with classical ballet. I was with American Ballet Theater only recently did they hire last year. Misty mm-hmm. Copeland is the first African-American prima ballerina she's, in 75 years. Yeah. Um, I'm proud to be a part of the American Ballet Theater family. I was there in the 70s. I was not allowed to, I was not given a contract to join the main company, um, though a full scholarship student joined the apprentice company toward for ABT, um, and I participate in Misty's documentary, which we were very proud to be at the Tribeca Film Festival, titled A Ballerina's Tale, but as I described, I was the snowflake melting on the sidelines. So mm. for her to achieve this, at, you know, this pantheon of dance um, uh, with our National Ballet Company is a huge success. Um, I, she considers me a mentor. Um, I love her greatly. So my my concern around diversity is far exceeds Hollywood. Exactly. Um, uh, so to get specific, um, it was obviously breathtaking to me mm-hmm. um, on sets. And not only roles in front of the camera, but even more so, there were fewer people in the writing chairs um, directing, producing. I mean, they, these are unions. These are unions that people pay into that whose dollars spend the same and are not nearly, um, certainly um, illustrated by Professor um, Darnell Hunt at the UCLA Ralph J. Bunch reports every year, Hollywood's mm-hmm. Disconnect with African Americans. And, you know, you have African Americans watching more television than any of the group by seven and a half hours per day, um, buying the products. And so I've always been interested, curious, asking the questions, um, and questions that are not popular, mm-hmm. not only for myself, but for others of color who may not have the, I'll just say, the courage. Right. Uh, not everyone has the courage to ask the questions um, and to really want to have a discussion right. about, you know, looking at the circumstance and how we all can benefit. There's a solution here. It's mm-hmm. called diversity. Right. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it really has to be evaluated. I have every, every um, faith um, and belief that everything is going to everything. I'm not talking about the one or few roles. I'm not talking about the one Shonda Rhimes. I'm talking about the opportunity for publicists of color, set designers. I'm talking about uh, directors of photography. I'm talking about all, the whole platform of entertainment. I'm talking about CEOs of companies. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, until we can change from the top down, we're not going to see the significant change that needs to be uh, um, illustrated. Um, we're not going to see the economic inclusion 
that is not happening. When you think in terms of in television, when you look, anyone can open up the WGA page and see mm-hmm. what daytime and primetime writers are getting paid or directors are getting paid. Um, it's not enough that Paris uh, Barkley is our uh, director at the Directors Guild of America and is black and gay. It's not enough. No. Um, we have to have... Far and I love him, and he's directed me, and I love that he's an adoptive father. Um, but it's not enough. We need more than one or a few. Right. Um, there's a a huge, uh, rich bastion of talent in front and behind the camera, um, and it can't be the usual 1950s Alabama country club. It cannot. Thank, thank you. It cannot be the fraternity. Oh, the sorority. It, we really have to open this wide, cast the net wide, and uh, you know, I'm. I have to say, I'm quite proud of. Um, I don't know if "proud's the word," but I'm pleased that SAG-AFTRA um, includes me in conversations. Our diversity director, Adam Moore, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that we're able to have the discussion, um, and we have a new organization that is um, starting up. Um, and it's called the Hollywood Diversity Association. Okay. Um, and that's being launched this month, June 7th. So I'm very excited about um, all of these. Um, uh, a galvanized conversation is what I, what, what I wish to say. Well, and I think, you, I think one of the things you mentioned earlier that jumps out at me is the word fear. You know, I think um, even just as an actor myself, I think in general – People are just fearful. More people than not just toe the corporate line. You know, they don't want to speak up. They're so afraid of um, losing a job. You know, <laughs> yeah. retaliation, being blackballed. I mean, those are real things. So th- those are real concerns. And that is not a figment of one's imagination. Right. There is risk when you stand up, whether you're, uh, you know, Madiba, whether you're, uh, you know, Dr. King, uh, whether you're uh, Cesar Chavez, you know, you know, it it goes on and on and on. Um, When you stand up, there are going to be those that want to strike you down and to silence you. I mean, this is, you know, how it goes. Some of us um, have the intestinal fortitude to walk down the middle of the street. Now, listen, the people that clap you on, they have their place. You need encouragement, Mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. You need prayer circles. Sure. Um, You need that protection, that spiritual protection. But um, there are are some of us that have God, thank God, the intestinal fortitude. Mine particularly comes from um, the cornerstone of my strength being foster care. And right. anyone who can survive 18 years in foster care, uh, you better be ready to do battle. And and here's what I want to say, and, and this is up to you whether you want to discuss further what, but I want to applaud you as well because I actually went through a six-year um, lawsuit, and people know they can Google Jasper Cole, um, uh, uh, oxygen media and find out that I went through a six-year battle where my manager and I at the time had a silly, two silly reality shows stolen from us. Mm. Um, and when I, I'm saying the word silly reality shows because it, what seemed like to me was 
the theft of two shows actually turned into, for me, a six-year legal battle against such corruption in terms of attorneys and, and the judicial system and Hollywood. And I ultimately, we settled our case and we've moved on. And obviously, you know, we're never allowed to discuss details. Congratulations. But what, well, thank you. And I want to applaud you for your, your own battle, as I say, that you're have partaken in and what what but for me and i don't know and this is a question have you been astounded as i was at the um what is the word the level of deceit i mean not so much for me i was so astounded at the legal system and what attorneys what depths they will go to you know what i mean well jasper i can't um i can't discuss the case sure Um, sure. i will say that i am a um long distance runner mm-hmm. and for justice not only um where it has to do specifically to diversity but for the disenfranchised my work extends far beyond our domestic um and serious issues sure. around child welfare but i've worked in india in the leprosy colony i've worked in south africa i've worked on uh in abidjan in 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 uh, in the caribbean um uh, in Russia, um, w- w- with an orphanage, uh, I'm really, I'm invested. Okay, yeah, in justice, yes. I'm invested in justice. Right. And whether it's housing, whether it's welfare, whether it's education, whether f- you know, there's a reason why I was asked to speak on Capitol Hill last year mm-hmm. uh, by Americans for the Arts, um, w- with an audience of congressional members. There's a reason why I've been asked to speak, uh, Congresswoman Karen Bass, to speak on behalf uh, during National Foster Care Month last year. Um, And there's a reason why 193 members of Congress awarded me the Angels in Adoption Award. Um, I uh, am not a dilettante. I believe in what it is that we all are aspiring to do. And in this particularly heightened political climate. Um, I hope that the right leadership is, uh, and I don't want to get into the minutiae of Mm -hmm. that, but I Mm -hmm. simply want to say that we need a leadership that knows uh, walking into that Oval Office what needs to happen, because Mm -hmm. a lot is at stake, um, and certainly beyond our own shores. But in terms of the legalese, I will say that I'm represented by uh, some of the top lawyers in the nation, mm-hmm. um, Dan Stormer, Cyrus Mary in Washington, D.C., Michael Leader, uh, uh, Muhammad Tetzstar, also with Hadsel Stormer and Rennick in Pasadena, and uh, with the fabulous Miss um, Kane, um, Sarah, um, Sarah Wynn Kane um, in New York. Um, we believe that we will prevail and be victorious. Um, the I was in court on Monday in Royal Ball Courthouse, Judge Kronstadt uh, presiding, and the second amended complaint that we filed uh, where defendants um, filed motion to dismiss was denied um, last Monday, um, a, a, a victory for yes. me and my team. Um, and so we have a trial date set May 2017. 
Congratulations. Um, thank you. My goal is to see justice not only for myself, but for many right. um, who did not have or do not have the fortitude to speak up for themselves. But beyond that, we can solve this. Right. This exactly. Is, this is easily solved. It's it's diversifying. I shouldn't have to go to the National Urban League president on Wall Street, Mark Morial, present my case to get one black writer hired on The Young and the Restless. The exactly. one and only black writer on Young and the Restless since 1973. That's only one example of my work. Um, I believe in what I do. I believe it's necessary and more people should speak up. Um, life is a risk. Yes. And so collecting a check and going home, in my opinion, is um, not something that I choose to do. I'm, I'm not judge or jury on anybody else's mm-hmm. um, path, but I believe that many more could do more. Yeah, and I was, you know, I was, I was most surprised, I think, in my own journey by how many people actually criticized me for sticking. Like, I, I was more encouraged to stop the fight, you know, like, come on, Jasper, why don't you just let this go? You know, come on, Jasper, it's really not that big of a deal. You know, but like you, I come from humble beginnings. I've had my own personal battles with stuff. And it was a, it was the bigger picture for me as well. And it, um, now it's been two years past that I can look back on it. And I, I didn't quite get it at the time. Just um, I didn't quite give myself the credit or give myself credit for sticking in there and believing in what I thought was eventually, you know, justice for not just my, me, but for other people. So I applaud you for that. Um, uh, like you. you said, justice will prevail, but it's not just about you. It's about, and it's about everyone else. But hearing that there's one black writer on, on, on any, sh- just one black writer on any show to me is disgusting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, and, and, and you know, we're talking, and, and this is not even getting into Hispanic and Asian and, and yeah. Indian, uh, Native Americans. It's, it's as, a, as a Caucasian who's got um, a quarter Cherokee Indian, but I'm basically mm-hmm. Caucasian, mm-hmm. you know, it's embarrassing at times. It, it, it's embarrassing to, when when you step back and you look at the situations and you go, are you kidding me? We're it's 2016. We just had a you know African American president for two terms, and in many ways, I swear I feel like it was two steps forward and four steps back in some ways. You know, I feel like it was Obama did amazing stuff or whatever, but that in terms of the racism that has has spewed out, and now of course it's continuing with crazy Trump. Um, and being, you know, me being from the South, I've always had to sort of battle that stereotype that, you know, all Southerners are racist. And, and I say to people all the time, well, if, you know, if you go to Atlanta, you'll see that it's a, a, a thriving city that's predominantly African-American. And, but it's just, it's disappointing. And it's, it's sad to me that um, in some ways I felt like we've, we've, we've regre- regressed instead of progressed in this area? Uh, you know, there I've seen advances, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously, um, I mean, I was born into a state, one of 16 U.S. states, that disallowed black children to be adopted or fostered if you were black. Uh-huh. Um, and so we've, we, we've made advancements without question. 
Um, we have a lot of of issues that are alarming. Um, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement is powerful and ongoing. Um, we have gender bias. Um, uh, we have a lot of um, issues around pay and homelessness and um, uh, job hours being suppressed so that big American um, corporations don't have to pay the medical. Um, we have some serious uh, search, soul-searching to do. Um, around um, our citizens and immigration is is of a very big interest to me. Um, I find it fascinating psychologically that the country is made up of immigrant peoples. I know that we can't take on um, all of the refugees desiring to be here, but right. we have to do more than ten thousand. We've got to do more um, when you consider that millions. Um, are displaced. Millions are displaced um, during, uh, as a result of these wars, um, brutal wars going on right now with ISIS. And, um, you know, right now there are 50,000 people that are in, um, in a village that can't get out and uh, they're starving to death. I mean, you know, what's going on in Syria is, is, is just astounding. And in my personal opinion, it mirrors many ways the Holocaust. Right. Um, and the world, I'm not saying the world is standing by and not doing anything, but, oh, my God, there, there's so much more that should be going on, in my opinion, in many, many different directions. Absolutely. Well, listen, this is why I said at the beginning of the show, I could talk to you literally for eight hours. Oh, and I, yes. <laughs> I, I know our listeners could as well, but I want to quickly um, remind everyone to follow you, follow you, follow you on Twitter, but also to... Uh, tell us again the Christmas movie, your new uh, Up TV Christmas movie that's going to be coming out. Right. Merry Christmas, Baby, uh, uh, starring Crystal Wilson, Melinda Williams, Karan, I mean, Deanna West, I mean, just Greg Allen, just the most amazing, wonderful uh, swirl films uh, production for Up Oh, my TV. God. Ke- uh, Keith and Keith Eric. Keith Neal and Eric Tomasanis. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I love them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, shout out to Swirl Films, to Eric and Keith. Yes. And also, um, every, everyone, please watch the the, uh, the the documentary on Missy Copeland because that is a brilliant documentary Ballerina's as well. Tale. Yeah. Ballerina's and, Tale. And follow you on Twitter. Kick ass. Keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, and stay tuned hope- for Rich and the Ruthless. Yes, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see that. Okay. okay, everyone. Thank you so much, Victoria. You're thank welcome. you. Thank you. And uh, we're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back. You've been listening to One on One with Jasper Cole. All of us here at One on One with Jasper Cole are proud to announce our 25 affiliate advertisers, and they are all .coms. E-File, InterServer, ZipRecruiter, Hilton Hotels, Three Day Blinds, Adam and Eve Toys, Bullguard, Prime Slots, Russell Stover, Booking.com, Suzanne Summers Bath and Beauty, Quest Nutrition, Sur La Tabla, and Extended Stay America. Additionally, we have EUK Host, Canvas World, Cheap Air, 21st Century, Liberty Mutual, Course Smart, 
Advanced Auto, Fandango, Meet Mindful, Flare Play, and Jewelry.com. Thanks again to all of our wonderful sponsors. And now back to the show. Hey, okay, everyone. Welcome back. Yes, indeed. Please go check out all our wonderful uh, sponsors. I want to give a big shout out again to the wonderful Victoria Rowell. And- Hi, Maria. Are you there with us? I am. Hi, Maria. Thank you for calling in. How are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for having me. Oh, Marie, so bring us up to speed read on last week's episode when Leanne and Tiffany kind of uh, cornered you <laughs> with text messages that basically expressed, I think, what all the viewers were thinking about Leanne. Um, and I think it actually came from a good place. But bring us up to speed on how that all went down. Sure, absolutely. Um, I hosted this cocktail party, which um, that's, uh, episode six I'm is st- what you're referring to, and yeah, and during that um, episode, um, the cocktail party was my attempt to kind of get all the girls in one place and hopefully um, have them surrounded by other friends that they felt comfortable with. So every girl I asked to invite like five or six other women that they're close with, so that every girl had sort of like a supportive um, group of friends um, in in the company. Um, and it was meant to be a just a really good girls' night, and I thought things were going really, really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, unfortunately, um, I think, uh, you know, <sighs> Tiffany made a decision to try and bring Leanne and Brandy together um, after having a conversation with Brandy and, and thinking, wow, you know, I, I kind of see where she's coming from and she seems like she's in a good place tonight and maybe we should just, you know, um, clear the air and wrap this up. And um, I, I think Tiffany had good intentions at that moment. Um, hmm. And then it's the conversation between Brandy and Leanne just did not go well. <laughs> well, yeah, and, so, and the thing um, is, is it's interesting that you, that you say that because Brandy – in, in our opinion, comes across as kind of like the underdog that you always kind of want to root for, especially now that we've, we've had a peek into her, her her life at home and, you know, some of the, the personal issues or things that she's, she's, you know, I guess faced with, you know, in her personal life. So it's, so that, to have that, that confrontation with Leanne, who, who, I mean, and this is being very nice, is a tough cookie. Um, I, is there someone on the show that she hasn't gone off on? Just curious. Hey, this is Jasper. Um, well, oh, can you hear me? Um, yes, I can hear you. Oh, hey, Murray. This is Jasper Cole, the host. How are you? Sorry, I, uh, I, Hi, I, Jasper. I lost you. I, first of all, I want to say I love the show. Congratulations. So, um, when Domin- Dominic just asked, is there, is there someone she hasn't gone off on? Um, is that something we're going to see coming up? Or, I mean, there's. Yes, it's. I mean, I I can't give away spoilers, but the episode that we were just discussing was episode six, and Monday night we ran episode eight. So everything thus far, um, you will see. Um, you know, uh, you will see that she has conflicts, obviously, with Brandy and Stephanie at the cocktail party, and then um, out in the street she has conflict with Tiffany mm-hmm. and then following that, obviously you already saw the episode where they come to my house and confront me with my, you know, my, my messages. Um, right. and she had conflict with me. And, and, so, and in all so fairness, far, you know, as you say, in all fairness, you know, what, what the content of those text messages, what it, I think 
anybody who was attending that party was probably thinking of texting Tiffany, asking the same questions or having the same feedback because she literally got in conversation with everybody at that party, almost. <laughs> Correct. Yes. And yeah, it, it was it was frustrating. It was frustrating for me. And um, much of what you see live on the street with Tiffany, the F you, you don't have my back, um, that kind of thing. You know, I got all of that um, in text message version, but I didn't get it until I was done hosting the party and got in the car on the way home and opened my phone. So I didn't realize that all the things that Tiffany had gotten screamed in her face, I actually got screamed on text. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was frustrating um, because, you know, she behaved badly. Um, she wanted us to, to have her back, but at the same time, when you have behavior like that, we can't support it. So, um, you know, Tiffany and I went back and forth, back and forth um, that evening, the next day, um, you know, just frustrated with the behavior, not with her, but with the behavior that she had. And unfortunately, somehow that turned into a confrontation with me where Tiffany decided to take out her portion of her responses and only show Leanne the part that I wrote, Correct. not the part where she agreed with it, <laughs> and then just show her my portion. And then that's when the conflict began um, with me. And and can you just settle this for one and for all, for once and all? Did you buy the internet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, and I'm I, it's a Bill Gates, uh, Marie Reyes um, joint venture. <laughs> And I have purchased the whole internet for the record. I own it all. Um, you know, heaven forbid anyone has, you know, free speech or a personal opinion that they might want to um, express because mm -hmm. anybody with, I think, a resentment and a, t a cell phone uh, <laughs> has the ability to express their, um, you know, uh, their version of mm -hmm. however they feel like things are, um, you know, or should have been. And so, yes, I'm so glad that that campaign went back, um, you know, the We Are All Marie, if you saw that go through, I thought it was pretty hysterical. Um, <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate for me because they truly, truly believe that I am, A, either running those IP addresses and creating those messages, or B, that I'm paying the people who have them to do that and harass them and and neither one of those things are true. I would I would never do such a thing. Um, if I had something to say, I would say it directly through my own account. Um, I would never do so low as to like you know, well, you know I, have people troll them and be yeah. nasty. But I have a I have a question. I I was reading that you had been involved with the and you may have guys may have touched on this that you were you had been involved in an earlier incarnation of of a housewife show, right? I mean, they've been trying to put a, a Dallas show together for there a while. Was, there was a, or there was... Ladies of Dallas was the original. Because Leanne was... Correct. Marie, Leanne was was really kind of the driving port force behind the original pilot because it was not a housewife show, correct? And then and then, Bravo, um, then Bravo moved forward with after they shot part of the presentation called Ladies of Dallas. Is that correct? Right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, so the backstory is, yes, eight years ago, we filmed a sizzle reel uh, for a Housewife of Dallas show. Leanne and I were both part of that. Um, and then when this project came around, um, originally we were pitched a show that was going to be um, somewhat different. Um, them, uh, talking about how women balance career, family, and society life. And it just sort of, um, as time went on, um, you know, the 
the show, obviously, you know, I could tell by the time, you know, I saw who was cast that it wasn't what they originally had talked about. Um, but you're right. We had a working title that was different, and then that title changed um, into Housewives. And, um, you know, I think um, for Bravo's perspective, I think that that was probably a wise decision. I think that mm. the Housewives franchise comes with, you know, um, better viewership and, and probably support. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that was probably a great decision on their part. Um, I, you know, I think that um, it would have been helpful for us had we known the whole time we were filming it, because right. I think things would have gone a little differently uh-huh. um, if we had known. But um, you know, and, you know, things well, happen. Well, the show the show's a big hit. I mean, it, it's a it's it's a ratings Ma- hit. Marie, from your perspective, were you a little surprised um, with Tiffany being on the cast, considering her? her background in porn it's not porn kind of like porn um um i i I don't know what they're calling it these days (laughs) well here's the thing i i i knew about it i was one of the only people that knew about it when we were filming um uh, because of my relationship with leanne and the fact that i had known stephanie through leanne Mm -hmm. for about 17 years so i i knew um um i you know, I'm not a person to slut shame anybody. I mean, I, that's just not how I am. I, I really like to deal with people in the moment. Um, how they treat me right now and how they live their life today is, is what I judge them by. So it was it was never something that I was going to throw in her face or or or, or, or use as ammo in any way. Um, you know, that was ten years ago. Lots of people have done things, you know, when they're younger, mm-hmm. you know, that, I mean, does that have any bearing whatsoever on the three months that we filmed? No. Um, I think that um, some of the other girls on the show were shocked um, when they found out. And I, I, I was surprised to find out that some of the people producing the show were shocked when they found out because I would thought, well, certainly people do background checks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There were contracts and, you know, lawyers involved. And, you know, I, so I was a little surprised to find out that they didn't know. I thought for sure that everybody, you know, else Well, knew, I mean, it, but, well, it's not really um, that difficult I, because, I mean, she was filming under her maiden name. <laughs> well, I, I also knew Tiffany yeah. as, as, a, as a legit act. She did a movie, uh, Galaxy hunter i have a friend karis that was in this was a, a legit film now i'm not saying it was a great movie yeah, but I, yeah. I think it was called galaxy hunter or something uh-huh. like that so i know she you know i know and then i thought i thought she was better known as having sort of a uh, lifestyle fashion web webisode show or something well jasper you, you're not hanging out with the right people then because that's not really <laughs> what she's known for <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going the Christian well, route, I think, Dominic. I'm trying to keep it, you know, positive here. Well, I mean, I, I think that that was that was well, that I, was behind the question, that though. The way, was... I think that's the way she she has, um, you know, she has angled her life. I, I do feel like, you know, certainly the last, you know, I would say seven, eight years. I mean, I think um, certainly by the time she got married, mm-hmm. you know, she made a lot of lifestyle cha- uh, changes, and and I do feel like that that was more the focus she was going. I know she. Um, she did some TV hosting while she was out in LA as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, but, no, but I, to, I think the, but to uh, deny, the fashion but to, and lifestyle stuff was. But I mean, I think, but at this point, to deny that she's done it and to try to characterize it as something that it's it's much more than, um, you know, I think I, I think our point is when you go into, when you do porn, you're really making a decision about about entering a field that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. 
Um, and you're right. right. It's kind of like how 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 did she fool it into you know entire network? Unless Bravo really thought that that controversy could you know bring life to the show. But but then again, you you, you you've got to own that past though too. Um, and don't tell people, oh, we're all crazy, right. we're all and lying about about something that exists. We've seen the tapes. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that the problem becomes really for, for us with season one, I feel like the problem really becomes the fact that because it was never discussed, mm-hmm. and then it went all over the Internet the minute the cast was announced, mm-hmm. um, it was sort of like, eek, you know, yeah. like, here's this, you know, I don't want to call it elf in the room, but a situation mm-hmm. that is public that she addressed. She, did, I think she did a very good job addressing it, talking about, right. you know, where she was and where she is now. Mm-hmm. And, and I, but at the same time, you know, it, it leaves us with a, you know, an, ep, an entire season where it's never even brought up. It's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, and, a bad and, taste in your mouth. <laughs> no pun intended. Actually, well, it should well, be. It's, it's, I think it's just awkward. Um, yeah, for, you know. For, and and uh, honestly, I think I think the... I think overcompensating, and I'm not I'm not I'm not attacking her religious foundation, if you will. But you know, when her and uh-huh. Leanne are leading a prayer circle right before they're going to go in and bash you in your house, you're kind of looking at them and saying, Correct. "Okay." You know, you, you didn't redeem yourself or, you know, like ask for forgiveness and then go out and, you know, you know, vilify someone who's actually in the right um, and do it deceitfully, which is what actually what Tiffany did. Um, but isn't, isn't this all stuff that you guys can talk about at the reunion show? Because you haven't done that. And right. we did. Yeah. And we did. Oh, they just oh, you've, already, oh you've, already, you've already filmed the reunion. OK. OK, yeah. great. Oh, well, yeah. Listen. yeah. Oh, well, that, yeah. oh, well, that's going to be the best. Say it was, yeah. 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 That's going to be um, yeah. something. And, and Marika, you know, I, I think, you know, you're, even though you're, I would say there's one of the show's breakout stars this season and people have really rallied around you. If if the show gets picked up for season two and an offer came, would you join as a, a full cast member? Uh, I got asked that this morning by um, Women's World Daily, and I was like, you know, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in a position right now where, you know, the rest of the show hasn't aired yet, and you guys have no idea what's going oh, to happen. Oh. Um, so um, it's, uh, you know, it. I work full time, and I have mm-hmm. a family, and, um, you know, it was it was my motivations for going into it were mm-hmm. to hang out with, with two of my, to do something that I could be a part of a project with with two of my friends. And, um, and I was working on a skincare line at the same time. So I thought, well, what better way to promote my skincare line, Rags to Riches, than, you know, be part of, you know, a television show, um, and, and, you know, have some fun with my friends. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think you're going to see that I, I, I held a lot of restraint, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, multiple times because I kept thinking, look, they're under tremendous amount of stress. They are not acting like they normally would in a regular situation. I have known this person for a very, very long time. I know this person loves me. So I, I, I gave a lot of out and second chances and, um, and kept thinking, well, there's so much more that will live on beyond this, you know, this experience. So I didn't, you know, you know, I don't know um, because so much is different a year la- uh, now, a year later, mm-hmm. um, that I-, I can't really say. I mean, right. I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around, was this a good thing or was it not a good thing? And, you know, I don't regret doing it, 
Um, but there'd have to be, there'd have to be, a, I mean, definitely a, a heavy financial incentive. And mm-hmm. I would have to feel really, um, uh, you know, uh, safe yeah. in yeah. the in the group of women that I was in for me to want to do it again. Got it. Well, listen, guys, I can't believe it. I think uh, time is out. This show goes by so fast. Uh, Marie, thank you so much for calling in today, and congratulations again, everyone, the Real Housewives of Dallas. Check it out. You won't be disappointed as as someone who watches all the uh, housewives, even watch some of the bad ones aren't that aren't around anymore. Um, I'm a big fan. Congratulations. And we'll be looking forward to the rest of the season and especially the uh, reunion show. So uh, thank you, my dear. Again Thanks, Marie. Awesome. We are all Marie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay, we are all Marie. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, guys. Hey, Dominic. Um, listen, everyone. It's been a great show, as always. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back here same time next week. And I want to shout out again to WROM in Detroit, Mm -hmm. uh, our listeners there. And And iHeartRadio. And iTunes and Spricker and Stitcher and UBNRadioTV.com. And Victoria Rao for coming in studio a little bit earlier. Oh, my God. I could have talked to her forever. She was amazing. So thank you, guys, as always. We'll see you next uh, Wednesday, same time, same place. Thank you. Peace out. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.